Some serious music with a serious message coming right up from Seventh Servant's latest release entitled The Tree of Life. Yes, we have John Greeley, the former vocalist from Iced Earth, who now has a project entitled Seventh Servant, going to be speaking with us this evening right here live on Raven's Heart. So you're going to want to stick around for this one.
that is uh, that is just absolutely epic. And with us is John Greeley. And to everybody that's weighing in tonight, thank you for the comments. Lisa, Mary, Jermaine, David, I can't even go over the entire list. But John, thank you so much for joining us for this uh, edition of Raven's Heart. It's such an honor and a privilege to have you with us. Oh, you're, you're muted on your end. There we go. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us, John. Yeah, you're welcome. I can hear you fine. I guess you just couldn't hear me. <laughs> I couldn't hear you. No, and that's what I want to hear is I want to hear you. And I'm going to push the notes aside for a second here. And I want to ask you, you used to be the former lead vocalist for the metal band Iced Earth, which is a huge, huge deal. And now you're doing this, what I call um, Magnus Opum of prophetic art, you know, is is really what I call it. How did how did we go from Iced Earth to this? Oh, I don't know, man. It's just inside of me. You know, I've, I've always been. Not driven to do this kind of thing, you know. Yeah, it's found me no matter where I go. So, yeah, um, I Earth was epic band too, and I just like epic music that has epic meaning, you know. And uh, but I, like I said, I wasn't going to work for the bad guy no more. Yeah, I work for the good boss. Yes, and give him back my talent. That's where I got it originally. Anyway. I learned how to sing and play in church and through my folks and stuff. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Jermaine's- I played in the world from the time I was 14 years old till I was 32. I played in the world. I played every show. I played school dances, parties, outdoor parties, indoor parties, bars, you name it, even on a paddle boat going up the Mississippi. Really? I've done all kinds of crazy things with my music in my life. But uh, I was just about after I started, I was about done with it, you know. Okay. Um, I had a daughter and a life, and I was going to, to be a better dad, I had to go be a better dad and kind of put it down, you know. Yeah. Being gone all the time on a plane somewhere is not good for a little girl growing up. So I kind of took a break from it. But, you know, the Lord called me back to it. So wow. this is it. If, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do what I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're doing it. You're doing it with all of your heart. I mean. Every ounce of energy. every Everything I got, man. Yeah. Everything I got. I've, everything I did for the world, I want to do for him, you know, and more. So, yeah. you know, because he gave me the, the gift to begin with. That's the real truth of it. Wow. And you're just driven from the time, you know. I just been driven my whole life to do this. I don't know why. <laughs> but I really like heavy music and the heavier the better, all the way back from the early Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, before we talk even more about the music, I want to point something out that caught my eye. I'm going to add it to the stream here, and it's the artwork for the Tree of Life. And this is what I would call biblically accurate art. This is not what you see in Sunday school, folks. And I know a lot of people would be like, oh, no, 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 that's that's new age. But um, no eye has seen and no here has heard the glorious things that he's prepared. We always kind of dumb it down. How did this 
awesome piece of art that I consider to be biblically accurate, especially with the winged serpent, the Nakash, the, the cherub right. that was at the tree. How well, did this come it, to fruition? Kishkanu is the name of this, this piece. And uh, it was drawn by an artist lady that I asked to, I told her I was going to do the tree of life and to read the actual chapters and everything. And uh, she, uh, she drew the picture. Wow. Her name is Ash Corvita, and she's in Germany, and she drew this picture. And I had the picture probably five years. And uh, when the album finally got completed and was just perfect, then this picture surfaced again and again in front of me. And, for, you know, and I just said, this has got to be the one. I have other trees of life, but none of them really hit home like that one did. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because you think the tree of life of is like an oak tree or something. No. If you walk down the beach on a deserted beach, like you'll see coconuts and coconuts come from a palm tree. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the tree that spread life all over the world. Maybe. Yeah. And the fruit that comes from that palm tree and and the eye and it's all of it, man. I don't know. I just can't tell you. Yes. Yeah. The perfect, perfect fit for this. It it really is. And what, what caught my eye to it at first, because there's always a lot of debate. Well, was it a snake? Was it the devil? Was it a serpent? If you dig right. back all the way back into the Hebrew and go all the way back, it was a winged serpent known as a cherub. Right. That is more what a cherub yeah. looks like than, uh, yeah, it's not those cute little things with their butts hanging out playing harps on clouds. That is what you call a cherub right there. And I was like, whoa, this is biblical. And then when I started to listen to the music, I was like, oh my, because as we were talking before we started the interview, this type of music is my wheelhouse and deep theology is my wheelhouse. And, you know, as I listened to the track, The Tree of Life, I can't help but think it was kind of taking me back to the roots of the church and what it's supposed to be. And right. it really causes some soul searching. And as you were putting oh, this yeah. project together, what are some things that you're seeing that the church is missing as you've been zeroing in on these things oh, in, in your man. opinion? Really? We, we deep dive every church, like the seven churches, yeah. you know, we really have to make a uh, video material. To be honest about it, we, we really did a lot of research on a lot of the churches and some of the stuff that we've learned is just unbelievable. Wow. I mean, if you, you've been through it too and you understand what I'm talking about. Yes. It's like every church had its God that they worship. Every town, there was a God there already when Christ showed up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they really, they had the battle against all that. And some people think that the Church of Laodicea is the church that we live in now, like the different churches or time dis dispensations. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about? On I that? know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. The one that's lukewarm. Right. So we're the one that's rich and fat and we don't need anything. So I guess we're at that church maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Very well could be. I've heard that. Yeah. I'm really... I search about it every day. <laughs> every day I learn and read and read and read and read, and there's still more to know. It's yes. the, only book, the only book that you can read and read and read and read and never finish the story. 
No, <laughs> no. Have you ever had it where you've read a verse and you get all this meat out of it? And then maybe several months later, you go back to that verse or several days later, you go back and have a whole different context. It's a whole different context. It's like, what in the world? Yes. Yeah, it's the living word. I mean, I really feel so sorry for the people that are into witchcraft and, and new age that are trying to get that out of what they're doing. It's It just leads to death. And it's like, this is just the most beautiful thing when you open up a book and it's not just a book, but it's the living word of God. Tim Keller says, I remember asking John for the lyrics and he told me to open the King James Version and there it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a good keyboard player guy. Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. The story's still being written. It sure is. It is. Yep. It it, it sure is. Yeah, you know, something... Go ahead. What I did was when I started doing this, I wrote each verse on the wall and I stood there with my guitar and I just looked at it and it just, the Lord just gave it to me basically how he wanted me to break the words up and the whole nine. So I've started this process again with this next record. Chapter four, it's <laughs> where the next <laughs> one's going to start. And it's still the miracle still there. Of how he shows me how to chart out the music. I'm I'm not completely clear yet on this next record because I'm gonna have some other people write some of the songs to give it more flavor, right? When you write it all yourself, it tends to get dry. Yeah. So I'm gonna have Ginger, my bass player, my wife, my best friend, she has cued in on this same concept of writing the music along with the words. So she has actually written like chapter five, six, and seven or something like that already. So oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So I still I have to get to chapter four though, because that's where the story continues. And, uh, <laughs> it all has to be from him. It has to be from the Holy Spirit 150%. It's not me. Like I said, you get it. There's no commentary in there from Johnny. There's no. no politics. There's no religion. It's just his words. That's it. Yeah. I, and I figured if I did that, I couldn't go wrong. No. And you know, I, I asked you about that before we did the, the this interview. You're just taking straight scripture. And I've been thinking about that. And it's like, you know, it says whoever adds to this book. You know, at, in the book of Revelation, and you're very, yeah, very true to that. You don't no add tittle, anything no to tots, it. No tittles and no tots. That's right. <laughs> that's, believe me, that's really, really weighed heavy on my heart and my mind and, and, and the whole project to make it exactly perfect. Now, what I did run up against was doing the New King James Version is it's actually owned by somebody else. It's owned by a publishing company. Yes. So I had to pay them to do the revelation and uh, the almighty one because I followed their script so closely. I probably didn't have to do that, but I just did it just to be safe, right? It's so honorable. then on the rest of the book, I slipped in King James words so that I wasn't following their script completely and I didn't really owe them anything because really it was about the word of God anyway. And it does, you know, nobody really owns it. 
but some of it is public and some is not, you know. So I did that. And then I, like I said, the next song, starting with the Tree of Life, or starting with the Almighty One, one of the two. No, it was the Tree of Life. I started using King James Version words. Instead of saying, like, sexual immorality, like the new King James does, I say fornication, like the old King James does. Yeah. So really, it was more song-friendly anyway, once I started moving over and back and forth in between the two versions. But mostly I wanted it to be audible and understandable by anybody that speaks English. And then eventually I wouldn't even mind putting it in Spanish and German and French and all the other languages. So that's another part of the journey that that this is going to take me on. You know what I mean? That yeah. the music there with the with the words in different languages. So there's a, that's another whole mountain for me to climb right there with just this first record, you know. <laughs> this is just an absolutely amazing project. And I want to ask you about, you know, why do you feel that metal of all genres of music is the best vehicle to be used to underlay the verses of the book of Revelation? What are your insights on that? Because it's such epic music. It's such an epic book. It's the finalization. It's the grand finale of it all, right? Yeah. And music and heavy metal music has that authority feel. Number one, it's you know has an authority to it, and it also has a real strong forward-looking spirit, like the book does. And really, heavy metal and the Revelation are much alike, you know. It just they just are, and and actually some of the heavy metal, the basis for heavy metal was really written by Bach and Beethoven and all those guys in the early the early writers. They just didn't have electricity, but it was that epic feeling of emergency, that that impending doom. I guess yes. is the best way to describe it. the impending doom, right? Yes, 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 yes. There's Jim Stanton song right there the impending doom. the impending doom <laughs> jim stanton i think you got a new fan here he says i like the honest approach to, uh to the word for lyrics it's admirable um it's, it's just because so many people just take scripture and you have to be like okay this song i like it but is it theologically close to what scripture says and there's twists and turns oh, and it's like that ain't in the bible and you can't go wrong with this at right. all exactly you can't. Now, speaking of the classical, um, you had a composer, uh, Marinos Tokas, help you yeah. with this album. What were some of the gifts that he brought to the table? Oh, he brought all kinds of gifts to the table. I mean, he brought a lot of the feeling, you know, and a lot of the melody lines that differ from the original melody lines that I had written. He had taken and developed into himself and just re-put it out kind of how he envisioned it. And man, is it wonderful, you know? But because I like guitar-oriented and drum-oriented music, the instrumental kind of gets pushed towards the back, okay. right? Yeah. Initially, when we mixed it, the guy that mixed it is a—he's a real instrumental symphonic kind of metal guy. So when I got the mix, it was like very dominant with 
with all the orchestras and keyboards and the guitar was pushed in the back so mm-hmm. but I, I'm, I'm more like i really like metallica's guitar that stands out in the drums and it really pounds home what you want to hear you know what i mean yeah and no, exactly. the rest is kind of like trim you know what i mean to to fill it but he did more than that he he really brought a lot of feeling to it that wasn't there initially and uh I really enjoyed working with him and with his friend Thanos, Thanos Carapanos. Wow. Um, there's some really great Greek musicians out there that are just incredible. And Ice Earth has lots of Greek fans. And, and Night of the Storm Rider, especially, was really well received in Greece. Okay. So uh, it's grew up listening to Johnny on the night of the storm rider. So I have a lot of fans and friends there mm-hmm. and uh, just incredible music that comes out of there. It's not that well known around the world. Yeah. Yeah. But I, no, I you're, discovered you're, it. Yeah, you're right. There's a, there's another composer. I think it's brothers ES posthumous out of Greece as well. Uh, they did the soundtrack for Criminal Minds on television and just their stuff that's not soundtrack. I mean, everything is soundtrack and epic that they yeah. do, but the stuff that you don't hear that you have to go in a deep dive on the internet to find, it's, yeah, it's yeah. really good stuff. Oh, it's really great, man. Yeah, great it is. Really awesome fans, and they're, you're right, David. They're awesome, man. Yeah, they are. The, the, they, 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 they helped me a lot with this project, I'll tell you that. Is that it is so cool that Jesus would go find Greeks to help me with it? <laughs> well, the book of Revelation is written in Greek. Mm-hmm. Believe mm-hmm. me, it wasn't lost on me. You know, that said, is so profound. This, and I'm going to send the people to help you do it. Wow. So I didn't know how I was going to pull it off, really. But he really did. He sent all the people and he sent Greeks. yeah the entire new testament is written in greek god has a special place for that language uh, the the hebrew and the greek um and there's a reason why the book of revelation is written in greek it's for the gentile but also just like hebrew the greek the some of the letters correspond to numerals so there's a numerology a biblical numerology behind it as well which i find fascinating well talking about bringing the right people you also did a track entitled jezebel with tim ripper owens who is a vocalist for judas priest how in the world did this come about that came through some of my greek friends too that actually knew him and uh i mean he comes from Eister too but I didn't really get my contacts through Iced Earth. I got them through the boys in Greece that hired him to, to sing on some of their records. And when I heard some of the stuff that he was doing with them, I said, wow, or if you'd be interested in doing one on the revelation. And of course, when I called him, he, he, he was very willing, you know, we're both bandmates in a way. Uh-huh. We both are captains of the same ship at one point. And, uh, so we really had a lot in common. So I took the song and it was completed really. And I sent it to him and I said, you just do whatever you want to with it. Sing whatever parts you want to sing. If you want to take the lead part, take the lead part. But I sent him all the stems and all my vocal parts and the whole song all mixed. 
So really all he had to do was sing whatever parts he decided to sing on there, you know. And uh, he sent it back to me, and he sent it back as not really just a background singer, but, I mean, he, he just harmonized with me perfectly. He didn't try to take the lead in the song. I don't know how to tell you. He just did such a professional job. I was just flabbergasted, to be honest with you. You know, because yeah. you, you never know when you send your stuff to somebody what their take on it will be, you know. So Jermaine's weighing in. He says, Judas Priest, what? Yes, Tim Ripper Owens. And, you know, um, I want to go ahead and play this track because it is so well done. And it, like the other one, it packs a punch to it. So, yeah, yeah, this is a good track. Let's go ahead and uh, pull it up here. This is Jezebel by Seventh Servant. Yeah, man.
have to say what I see and what I hear. You have the spirit of Elijah on you, the same spirit that was on John the Baptist. You are that voice that's crying in the wilderness at this time, at this hour where it's needed. Your voice is that of the sound of a raven, as was John the Baptist and was Elijah's crying in the wilderness. And I just want to encourage you to keep pressing on in what you're doing. And anytime that you get discouraged, Just remember, God has called you for this time and this season with this message because you are just putting out the unadulterated Word of God. And what you're doing is you're reaching out to a culture that has been disenfranchised by the church, and you're calling out to them, and they will come home and find salvation in Jesus. Oh, that's so wonderful, man. That's that's everything, man. You said it all. That's a lot to put on me, though. It's what's coming out of you, brother. It's what's coming out of you. I just want to go through some of these comments uh, as we were listening here. Jermaine, our good brother, man, he gave you the Jermaine hieroglyphics. that We call it Jermaine-ese on Raven's Heart. He's a regular viewer and listener. Um, we're going to have to get Rosetta Stone for it, but it's all awesome is, is what it is. Yeah, it looks good to me. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 100% heart, uh clap, fist bump. Yep, he's yeah. out and and got the got the biceps going on there. <laughs> thanks, Jermaine. I appreciate it. David Myers is really cool too. Man. Yeah, thank you David for joining us this evening. Good sport yes. too. Yes. And Tim says God doesn't give you what you can't handle, John. I know. Yeah, I know. And, Thank uh, God, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd, yeah, we'd all be a mess if that were the case. And Mary says, "This is amazing stuff. Uh, it, it's beyond amazing." Jim says, "Sounds great." And when we started the track, Jezebel Germain was like, "I love the way you put this. Oh, this is juicy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's full of scripture. It is. It it's is. all scripture. It is. And you can't go wrong with the, you can't go wrong with the word of God. And I have to do this for you. We do this for our guests because we vet who we put on this show. It's just not open up to everybody. There has to be a reason and God has to lead it and direct it. And the other night when I was listening and putting these tracks together for broadcast, 
our studio mascot, Amy, the uh, studio dog. She's our pit terrier that's in the studio with me. She gives you her paw of approval. So, yep, mm -hmm. yep. She was enjoying the music while I was in here. Um, She hears it come through the headphones and just sleeps on the carpet right Right. in front of the desk here. She's a yes or the no, huh? Yeah, <laughs> her head, that means no. <laughs> <laughs> she'll she'll come in and and Jermaine says, Amy, yes, no, no additions <laughs> complete without Amy. Oh, I've got man. a few other questions to ask you about this project and specifically about the book of Revelation. I want to get your insights on it, but if you don't mind, we have to take a quick commercial uh break and we will be right back. I'm a brain tumor survivor. And um, when I was going through the recovery, God used music to help heal me. And it was heavier, harder music that he used to help heal me. I am completely healed. The doctors cannot explain it. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Yes, Jesus healed me. Life is crazy for a lot of people. And, (laughs) you know, people can come out and just enjoy good music. It's for all ages. And it's, it's just a really nice, peaceful setting, isn't it? It's very peaceful. Uh-huh. It feels like an oasis. Yeah. It really does. And I think this weekend could be a great getaway for people. Get Revelation Rock Fest. Thanks so much for being here with us, Ben. That's right. You can get your tickets right now for Get Revelation Rock Fest on Saturday, May 13th at the Hanahan Amphitheater. Get them at lithoscry.com. And as you can see, we're not just getting together to have a concert. We're getting together to glorify Jesus in the city of Charleston, South Carolina. And to do what John is doing is to call out to those that have been lost and disenfranchised by religion to come home. We are going to be sharing the gospel in power And we are going to be glorifying Jesus. And yes, last year we saw people saved. We've seen people healed and we've seen, we've we've baptized people right there at Garrett Revelation Rock Fest. And we expect to do the same this year as well. John, welcome back. Let's talk some more about the book of Revelation. What are some of the misconceptions that you think people have or that you've experienced that people have had concerning this very mysterious book? Uh, That it can't be understood. That's the biggest misconception when really it can be understood. And it's probably the most understandable book in the whole Bible. Um, It must be read with Genesis in mind, too, though. I think Mm. Genesis is the other book that's just as important. That the foundations all really come from Genesis. And that the revelation is the accumulation of the whole book. As far as John saw it, I believe. And, you know, a lot of it is symbolism and a lot of it is true actualism. Mm -hmm. I think that's what people don't realize, that every word will come true. Everything will happen, just like he wrote it. And uh, I don't think it's a fairy tale. I mean, I think it's the real truth and what's really going to happen. And so far, everything he's written has happened. You know, the Old Testament was just the prophecy of Jesus, and then the New Testament was the fulfillment of the, of the prophecy. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. So really, like the revelation starts again. It's another prophecy that will be fulfilled. You know what I mean? And there'll be more books written. The Bible's not the final book, I don't think. The Bible 
are for us to read and try to understand. Yes. You know, but you really, you have to have the Holy Spirit show you. You really have to ask for guidance. When you read the Bible, it's not just a book. It, it, it's more than a book. It's a living thing. It's a, li a living guide to true knowledge of the truth, you know. So yes. you, it has to be read every day. Every day you should read one verse, whether you understand it or not. If you could read, which most people can now, if you could read a text and you could read a verse every day. And what that does is it feeds the spirit inside of you. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm learning for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every day I read, I'm, I'm, I, I read all the way through the whole book and then I start all over again. I just read it. That's how I read it. And when I come to the revelation, when I get there again, it, it, even more, it makes more sense and more sense every time, you know. Yeah. Um, but it can be understood. It takes some studying. It takes some knowledge. My people are undone by their, their lack of knowledge. So it's just like anything. If you want to understand it, you have to study it. That's all there is to it. And, you know, people are led to it. And driven to it, I think. I think why, they, why would you say that? Why are why are they led to it and driven to it? Why do you think that? I think because it's written on your heart. It's written on your heart to search for the Lord, even if you don't know the Lord, never heard of the Lord, and you live in some remote country. You're still looking for Him because it's like a built-in thing. Yeah. And to get the answers you want, you have to use that manual which is the bible and you have to read it every day whether you understand it or not and eventually the understanding will come to you it'll be apparent yeah. this was happened to me in my life anyway you know i was raised around it all my life so i mean i've been a christian since i was 10 years old wow but of course we go through times when we fail god he never fails us but we sure fail him yeah. I'm a huge <laughs> failure, man. Me, I'm a sinner from way back. It's not that I'm proud of it. It's just the fact of it. And uh, he saved me from all that. And, and I have to accept his forgiveness. That's another thing people don't really do is accept forgiveness. And you have to accept the forgiveness. Because if you don't, then it's a gift not taken. It's like somebody handing you a gift and you just don't take it. You just hold on to it. Let them keep it too. <laughs> you got to accept it. You have to take it. You have to yeah. accept that what he did for you was for you and it was for real. And that uh, you really are washed clean of all the stuff you ever did in your whole life. And it's, it's really hard to believe all that. You know, I lay in the bed and the devil reminds me of everything that I ever did. He never lets me forget. And, uh, it's okay though, because I'm forgiven for it. Amen. That that's the best part of all of that, you know. Yeah. yeah. What Jesus paid, the price that he paid was so high. There's nothing you can do that that doesn't cover that. You know what I mean? He he just paid such a high price for us. I've been yeah, studying he... throughout a lot lately, and it's just unbelievable. The wounds hit around his body, and how they describe the weapons that they used to whip him with the cat and nine tails and all that. 
It just didn't rip his flesh. It broke his bones and everything. It was terrible, man. Terrible death. And, and that he, was for us. Yeah, he, he didn't die because they killed him. He died because he gave up his life. That's, yes. the, that's the hardest thing to imagine. It's giving up your life to somebody that really hates your guts. <laughs> no, really. You're absolutely right. I mean, just even to sit and think about that, the, the pain that he went through, it, we can't describe it. I mean, you go into scripture, you really have to go to Isaiah 53 to really get a full understanding of what it was like to the oh. extent that we can. And he died for his enemies. We were at enmity yeah. with God. Yes, yes. And he didn't have to do any of that. He no. could have stayed right there with the Father. <laughs> yep. oh, they blew it. Oops, sorry. Right. Next creation. <laughs> I'll wait the next world, okay? That one doesn't look too good. It's not too good. Oh, you know, I have to agree yeah. with something you said earlier, and it's something that I've often pondered. And no, people, we are not venturing off into heresy because you just have to think this through logically. You know, Scripture is for the era that we're living in, this this age that we're in now. And then when we get to the book of the end of the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ, we learn about this new heaven and this new earth. New book. And then it stops. Right. What happens next? Right. Oh, it's so exciting. It is. The revelation really is like Genesis, if you look at it, right? If you realize that it's going to recreate a new heaven and a new earth, and it all starts again, right? Yes, it does. It's the end of the book, yet it's the beginning of the next chapter of our life with him. So we know for sure that we got a thousand years with him, that he's coming for a thousand years to rule on this earth. So it's really about the earth more than it is about heaven. I think a lot of people, too much emphasis is put on heaven. And and I think that what's going to happen here is more important. That's that's way more beneficial to our souls and everything. Because really, we were created on the earth, from the earth, for the earth. God made us for the purpose of this earth. Yes. Satan was already here when he created us. He put us in the garden in the middle of Satan's world. He really did. And he wanted Adam to expand and take the world over and bring it back to him. And it just, you know, Adam fell. Yeah. Fell and then that had then just made it so that Christ had to do it. (laughs) I guess that yeah. Oh boy. You know, and when you, when you take a look go down there and take care of that. <laughs> I like this, what Tim's saying. He says the Bible is a prequel to eternity. It is. That's profound. It is. such a great way to look at it, Tim. Yeah. yeah. You know, here's the guy. It's so neat some, when you see other people, they get it. It's yeah. just so cool, man. Yeah, it is. Explain and explain and explain. And then when, you know, when you sent me your questions, I was like, finally, somebody really gets it. (laughs) And you know how that happened is I had to spend about 10 years away from the church. Right. And then go back. I had to erase everything that, I, you know, of course, yeah, I'd been to seminary. And of course, you know, when somebody graduates from seminary, they know everything. Absolutely. and I had to be personally humbled in many different ways. And I oh, had to leave the church. 
And uh, it was through metal that God brought me back to him. Go figure that one. He works in mysterious ways. And and, uh, that's why everything that's made is made by him. Anything that's music is made by him. It's just like making a painting and saying he has nothing to do with it when all the colors are his. All the ink is his, the cardboard's his, the canvas is his. Everything's his. So when I hear people say, oh, no, heavy metal, it belongs to the devil, that's nothing belongs to the devil. All he can do is just imitate. He imitates the art. He didn't didn't create the first note. There's seven of them. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really weird, though, if that's the case, why a Christian that loves the Lord is drawn by it and drawn back to the Lord through it. You know, it's just his music. It's music is what it is. It's music. And what's been added to it is electricity. Mm -hmm. Electricity got added to the music and it made it more profound. So a lot of people are afraid of it. That's okay too. But you know, you you know, the devil, the bad kid at the end of the street was going to do something with it too. You know, (laughs) 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 isn't it? And David says, music knows no boundaries. Yes, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for the way that the Lord used it, because when I was away from the church, I wasn't even reading scripture, but I was hearing him speak very clearly through the music of bands like Within Temptation, um, you know, some of your Dutch uh, symphonic metal bands. Right. And then what ended it for me, where I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. I'm coming back was a friend of mine showed me the video and the, I, I listened to it over and over again, Devin Townsend's grace. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done playing. It's time to go back. So I'm very thankful. That's right. <laughs> That's it. And David says within temptation is awesome. Yes. Uh, very profound impact on, on my life, sustaining me. Uh, ravens nice. feeding me in the wilderness when I was wandering away and going yeah, through you a quarter pounder into your lap every day. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I listened Talking. to the preacher. That's what he said. That He's really funny. He's an old time preacher. Uh, Robert Shambach is his name. I've heard and of him. He, he tells the story about how the ravens would drop a quarter pounder in his lap every day. <laughs> The description, it sure is a lot like that. You know, then you left them bread and meat every day. Yep. Yep. So, that was yeah. Uber Eats back Uber in, Eats, in, yeah. in, in just, <laughs> You know, it's a funny story. This is true. Just a couple days ago, I was at work and I was eating lunch in my car and the you know, ravens, crows, I see them all the time. It's it's just one of those things. It's just built into me. So I'm sitting in my car eating my lunch and I look out the window and there's two crows right next to my car and one of them's got a French fry hanging out of their mouth. Yeah. So I was having lunch with the crows. <laughs> That's amazing. I want to ask you one last question because you know, we've been leading into it a little bit and that's about the battle that's going on for music in the world right now you've been in the music industry for many many years you're a seasoned veteran you're a pro you've seen both the dark side you've seen the good side and my goodness after the grammys a week ago or two weeks ago people are flipping out especially the community of faith it's like oh my goodness 
you know, what, what is the battle that you see going on for music right now? Can you go kind of go behind the scenes on that a little bit for us? Man, I don't know how to do that for you, man. I, I really am totally disconnected from the Grammys. Like, I, I didn't watch them. <laughs> I, actually, I actually, like, quit watching them. And uh, I'm, I'm really strange on a lot of things about out in the world. I really don't like football. And, you know, we've had the football and the Super Bowl and the Grammys and all that stuff. And I just don't buy in any of that. I'm so really disconnected with that, to be honest with you. Um, sure. I know that just they just come up, 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 up to the point where we're mutilating our children. You know, they can't decide what sex they are, so yeah. we mutilate them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just falling back into what it originally was, right? Yeah. They used to make the molten calf, right? Yes, and everybody yep. went danced around it and sacrificed their children and did immoral things, and and now they just they they worship the devil. Yeah. So I really have a hard time watching it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I am aware of it because I see it all over the internet, you know, right. of what happened at the Grammys. But I, I pretty much quit watching the Grammys and the Oscars and the Tony Awards and, uh, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not being nice to the rest of the entertainment world, I guess. But I'm, I'm really disconnected from all that. I'm so caught up in what I'm doing. That's awesome. Um, I just, I don't really have time to clutter my mind with that, just to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of people you could ask that have a better answer for you. No, no, actually that answer is beautiful because I see so many people getting caught up in it, especially those that are believers. They're getting caught up in that and they're pushing it on social media. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. I know. I should be, look at Jesus. You know, don't, don't look at that. What do you expect? This is the world. It's terrible. It's terrible. And there's, as you said, there's nothing new under the sun with any of this stuff. It's all the same old same crap that they've been doing all these years you know and they're just lucky the earth don't open up and swallow them all while it's going on. <laughs> no you're right <laughs> the emmys just disappeared <laughs> they won't have the grammys but there's a big hole in the ground right <laughs> i love it i guess it. i got a bad it. attitude you know yeah. John, one last question before we close for the evening. We're coming to the top of the hour. Where can people connect with Seventh Servant? What is the best way for our viewers and our listeners to support you and this awesome God-given project that you're working on? Sevenservant.com. That's simple. Yep. Sevenservant.com. That's where our website is. And that'll lead you to everything like Spotify. We're on every platform. We really are. We're on, we're everywhere that you can possibly be, just about. And uh, the the idea is to spread that word around the world. So I actually have like a world map, and I put a pin everywhere I sell a CD or a record. Oh, that's awesome! But we got them like everywhere, man. But I'd like to get some in China. I'd like to get some in Russia, and I'd like to get some in Africa that I don't have. And uh, if somebody's watching that's in one of those countries, just give me your address. I'll send it to you for free. 
<laughs> when you get the word there, you know, yes. that's the whole idea behind Seven Servant anyway, is to get the word out. And uh, the money thing just helps us keep doing it, you know. But uh, we don't ever ask for money. And, and we actually, like, we work every day. <laughs> we paint houses and we do construction every day, for real. And that's how we finance the band. That's how we finance the studio. That's how we finance having the album made. And that's how we finance our PR and everything. It's all through just physical work. And everybody chips in. <clears throat> and we're not really asking anybody for anything now. But now Ginger is setting up one of those Patreon things. Okay. Great. You can be looking for that pretty soon. We'll have a Patreon thing if you want to help support the ministry. Awesome. But uh, we we try to help anybody too if they like if they really have a problem we'll we'll help them financially or whatever too you know just whoever the Lord sends us you know so do um, what David says down at the bottom of the screen buy John's music and merch to support yeah. the minute to support the ministry yeah. ministry's hard it is and. It's, it's, it's not easy at all. And I really. It takes a lot of courage, too. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot of faith in yourself and your faith in the Lord to do what you're doing yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know you enjoy it, but still, it's it's like a job, too, man. Mm -hmm. But. It is. You know who you're doing it for. So. That's right. That's right. And the treasures are being laid up in heaven. Oh, absolutely. And John, I believe is that you remain faithful there's going to be many treasures for you in heaven oh and i it's will remain faithful i've been faithful since i was a little boy man i really awesome. have i really love the lord but you know like we all we all slip off the track and the devil lures us away and he does he's a he's a master at it and yes. every day every day you have to be on your guard with him um the closer you get to the Lord, the more of the stuff you see in your life that's wrong, too. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the more sensitive you get. I've been on this carnivore diet. I don't know if you ever heard of that or not. I have, yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm on the carnivore diet now for this is week five. And I'm I'm really, really strict to it. I you know, just nothing, nothing that I'm not supposed to eat. I've really stuck to it really hard. So when I when I do slip or I eat like I ate like some cookies or something like that, man, it just made me so sick. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was like, man, I used to be able to eat like a whole bag of them cookies, man, because <laughs> a gallon of milk. No, not no more. I ate three chocolate cookies and drank one little thing of milk, and I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> So I guess sin is like that too in your life. You know what I mean? If you do it all the time, it's there all you don't think anything of it, you know. But as you get closer to him, you become more holy and you become more righteous. And you look at this stuff and it just makes you ill. Yeah. I guess that's why I couldn't watch the Grammys, man. Yeah. Like that yeah. stuff really it goes down in and it hurts me so bad. I just can't stand it. I don't know what to do about it. And I really don't know how to deal with it. You know, the seeing what's going on, it just drives me insane. So all I can do is a revelation and try to sell my records. And I'm going to make some more really good videos. Yes. Good. I'm going to make another record. That's the next part of the revelation. And we're going to go play. We're going to play in Panama City Beach in April 
April 15th at Foghorns, we're going to play with five other heavy metal bands. Okay. It's actually a two-day festival. There's five metal bands Friday night and five metal bands Saturday night. At the, it's called the Shed Festival. Okay. So it, it's regular heavy metal. It's, it's secular secular metal. And and that's usually where I play. I, I've never really played a Christian show. I've never played a Christian festival. Um, I guess that's on the list of things to do. But those doors just haven't never opened for me. So it's like every time that we play, we're asked to come play. It's a secular it's a secular thing, you know. So now we are going to, yes, we do need a tour, David. <laughs> we are going to play with Striper. We're going to play nice. with Striper at, at the Whiskey A Go-Go on June 6th. So that'll be my first real Christian show. Okay. You know, I've always played just regular in clubs and bars and festivals with just regular metal bands, even with this band. You know, a lot of it has to do with my connections, you know what I mean? Right, right. My connections, my Christian connections, they get me kind of crazy. So I don't know if they'll have, let that Christian metal go on. I'll say, well, I'll stand up next to anybody. It's just as good, if not better. It'll be better than anybody you see. So, and it really is, too, a really good, strong band. Right now, they really perform well. They reproduce the record well, and so it should be some really good shows coming up. You know, and going to those secular venues—that's where the people are that need to hear the message that's, that you that's have. That's it. That's exactly right. You know, and you know, that, uh, I, we played a show up in uh, at the Open Chord, and I came off the stage, and two guys came up to me and said, "You know, we knew exactly what you were saying." And I've actually been reading the book of Revelation again, and the Lord's kind of bringing me back home to him. Awesome. And I was like, okay, well, that's exactly what I want to hear. Just like what you said, I'm the voice in the wilderness. Yes. I don't know what else to do, man. Yes. The whole world's falling down, spiraling down. Yeah, pretty pretty quickly. It's the Coriolis effect to the max. Yeah, it's gaining speed, isn't it? It is. Well, we've got to close for the evening, John. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute honor to meet you. You want me to come play one of your little your your festival or whatever? I'd be more than happy to do that too, man. Let me know. I'm not far from that. I'm in Tennessee, so you're not too far away at all. And we're in South South Carolina. You're in South Carolina. South Carolina. You're yep. in South Carolina. Are you in Charleston? Um, in, um, outside of Charleston in the Somerville, Somerville okay. area of, of South yeah, Carolina. That's that. yep. And the reason I know is because I've been painting gas stations over there at South Carolina this last summer. Oh, okay. I Columbia. I stayed in Columbia for like a month. Really? Okay. And I went to Fort Sumter and I took mm-hmm. the boat ride out there and it sure is beautiful there, man. It is. It's really pretty here in South Carolina. And in South yeah. Carolina, the Ravens say, ye call. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I remember that. <laughs> Dad joke for the evening. 
awesome, yeah, John, uh, anytime, just, just hit me up and you got my contact information. We're going to definitely have to bring you back on uh, when you have more music coming out and, and talk right. again. This has been absolutely encouraging to me and oh, me I've too. got my second win for the night. Yeah, me too. You've helped me too as well. I'm blessed by you as much. Thank, Thank you, you, brother. So you Absolutely. And until next week, everybody, we will be back next week with Winner's Resurrection from Charleston, South Carolina. They got some new music out that is going to knock your socks out off. And until next week, peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.